Uncensored, unfiltered, unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. It is the Corelcast. I am Corel. Uh, happy Thursday. It's supposed to be Wednesday, but I was uh, with my dog yesterday. We're going to talk about that. I'm the most profitable killers on the planet. Who are they? Who are these profitable killers? I'm going to tell you. Also, I've got something to say. When don't I always, honey? I got something to say about Sam Smith, a singer who you may or may not know, and his new video and the backlash to it. Uh, and then also this fake meat failure that they're talking about. Oh, fake meat is failing. Fake meat is failing. I'm going to talk to you about that. And then lessons from a dog dental cleaning. We are going to talk about that. Right now, however, let's get to uh, the most profitable killers on the planet. I hope y'all don't hear the echo that I hear. I hope you don't hear that. Um, so yesterday it was announced that uh, $40 billion Shell uh, had made in profits last year. $40 billion with a B. Uh, $68 billion Exxon Mobil made last year, uh, record windfalls for all oil companies. Now, think about last year, how gas prices were soaring, how everybody and their dog, uh, except Ember, was blaming Joe Biden for it. Uh, and the midterms, they were like, oh, it's going to cost the Democrats. It's going to cost them the midterms. I, you know, and even then, I was screaming, like, why? Yeah, the president does not set the price of oil. I'm like, what the hell? So what we have here are war profiteers because there is a war going on between Ukraine and Russia and we are supplying the Ukraine with weapons. We are involved in the war. And Exxon and Mobil use that at, at or I'm sorry, Shell and Exxon and the others, their profits are going to post, use that to guess what? Rape us to the tune of $12 million an hour, 24 hours a day. Just those two companies, Shell and Exxon, last year, $12 million an hour, 24 hours a day. These people are killing the planet. They know this. Exxon, four weeks ago, was released that Exxon had a report that told them what they were going to be doing to the planet with their fossil fuels. They didn't care. And it was a surprisingly accurate piece. Uh, also, we've got Shell at $40 billion not caring. These people don't care about the environment. They don't care about you, though they don't pay a ton of taxes. They're charging you a fortune. This, this record profit of theirs, where's a windfall tax on that? How come we can't go and grab some? It's your money. You gave it to them to the tune of $12 million an hour. Last, that's just two companies. Let's not forget there's BP. There's many other oil companies, but just two, Shell and Exxon. $12 million an hour, sustained, 24 hours a day, for a year, while you're making decisions about whether you're going to use your car or not, whether you're going to pay certain bills or not, while everything else around you is at a record high, they're all making record profits, and where is the mother effing outrage at all of this from the people on the right? Do I hear Kevin McCarthy screaming about this today? Oh no, they're still on the Ticketmaster thing. You know, concert ticket prices are too high, but if we're going to deal with anything, deal with the oil first. And we're the suckers. We keep using it. We, we give them this profit out of our money that we need for our lives. Why? goes back to the car, to have a car. All of, think about all the money, all the freaking money. Why? So you can have a car. And then so your car can get you from point A to point B. 
I was talking to Steve yesterday. I said, look, there is no need for this. There should be public transportation beyond the shadow of a doubt. Public transportation, that's that. Where they have little four-seat vehicles that even come to your door. So you don't have to walk to a bus stop or whatever. Literally, little trams that come to your door. We can do this. It's 2023. We're doing it here in Vegas. We have autonomous taxis. If every American would give one-fifth to the government for transportation as to what they give to oil companies, car manufacturers, tire companies, if we could take what all of you give to all the places that you give money to for your car, mechanics and car registration and car washes, and the, if we could just take half that money and give it to the government, we'd have the best world-class public transportation that there is. We'd have autonomous vehicles, we'd have monorails, we'd have it all, because we'd have billions and billions and billions. Look at how much money the oil company has. Combine their two profits at $120 billion. That could build public transportation everywhere. Just one year of their profits. We won't socialize the oil companies, why not? Why isn't that America's profit? Most of that oil came out of America. Why isn't it our, you know, all these maggots. I always hear them scream about America, America, America. And yet they give away everything that is America. They scream, they want cheaper oil prices. They want cheaper gas. But the minute you say, okay, let's take over the oil companies. Let's socialize them. Oh no, socialism, bad, bad. The marching morons. And if you're not furious about the war profiteering from Shell and Exxon, see, that's why I'm having real trouble transitioning from my motorcycle to a car. I just, I have real trouble with buying into all of this because it's all so stupid. I would really rather move to a place where I don't need a car than to stay living in Vegas and need a car. I would rather move to another American city or foreign city where I could actually walk or use public transportation. Period. Because it's insanity. We have, there's no social responsibility from Exxon or from Shell. They just take that money and give it to their shareholders and their CEOs. They don't reinvest any of it. And, you know, I read this whole article yesterday about how this new green future is actually going to kill us. As today it's announced that there's a $950 million lithium lithium. I don't mean the fun drug you take. I mean lithium that's in all of your batteries. Well, here in Nevada, we seem to be swimming in it in the north of Nevada. In fact, outside of China, we have the most lithium anywhere. And they just made a billion dollar deal. It destroys the environment to, to mine the lithium. It kills indigenous species. It moves indigenous peoples. All kinds of horrible stuff. Doesn't matter. Because there's money. As long as money is driving our climate decisions, we're going to keep killing the climate. And why would they walk away from 50 or $12 million an hour? Why would they want to transition America or any country to alternate fuels when they're making $12 million an hour? You wonder why they're dragging their feet. And we won't quit them. They, oil and opiates, they're the same thing, the same drug, because we won't quit them. We won't quit them. All these maggots blaming Joe Biden for fentanyl overdoses because the fentanyl is just streaming across the border. Do you know what I have to say to you? If your MFing relatives weren't hooked on fentanyl because of you, probably, 
there wouldn't be fentanyl overdoses. If life in America wasn't so miserable because of you Luddites who refuse to do things like national salaries or anything that might sound socialist, if because of you morons, life is so horrible here in America that people are dying because of your misery. Maggots. You and your kind are making America such an ugly, horrible place to live with mass shootings, poverty everywhere, homelessness everywhere, uh, just everything falling into decay while corporations rape us for $12 million an hour. And all maggots have to say about it is Joe Biden's letting people across the border with fentanyl. Good. Sounds like we could use some medication. Good, Corral. People are dying. Kids are dying. Kids always die of the drug du jour. Always. How many kids have died from alcohol? How many adults have died from alcohol? And it's readily available everywhere. So please, it's the human that's the problem, not the drug. When humans are in bad situations, they medicate too much. We're dying because we're unhappy. We're unhappy because companies like Shell and Exxon are raping us to the tune of $12 million an hour and no one does a thing and there's zero outrage. That's part of the problem. All right, I am Carell. When we come back, I have got something to say, as if I didn't have something to say about that, about Sam Smith, uh, who you may or may not know. You can watch his video very quickly while we, it's called I'm Not Here to Make Friends. Uh, there's been backlash about it. I'm going to talk about that. And then also about the Beyond Meat quote failure. Is it a failure? And if it is, why is it? I will tell you. I am Carell. Don't go anywhere at all. Stay inside. Thank you. If you're not visiting reallycorel.com daily, you're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes, at reallycorel.com. That's really K A R E L.com. Uncensored, unfiltered, unhinged. It's the Corelcast. It is the Corelcast, and I am Corel, and I got something to say about Sam Smith and his new video. Uh, something to say to all the LGBTQ influencers out there right now. Listen up, queenies. Uh, and some of you may agree. Some of you may get real angry at me. And some of you may be shocked that I'm about to say what I'm about to say. Uh, then, ladies and germs, I've got something to say about freight. Freight, yeah, fake. Fake, fake, fake or fake. So I'm hearing a feedback. I, I can't, you know, I don't know. I'm hearing a feedback. Uh, so I got something to say about fake meat. Uh, and we'll talk about that. The fake meat failure, they're calling it. The fake meat failure. Is it? We'll talk about it. First, Sam Smith. Sam Smith is an out proud uh, singer. Uh, you may have known some of his songs, you know, Stay With Me. Uh, oh, he's got many songs. Actually, he's got a bunch of hits. He's got this new one, you know, Papa's Don't Stop at the Body Shop, doing something unholy. He's got a lot of songs, a lot of ballads. He's a, a balladeer, very R&B. Uh, and I like Sam Smith's voice. I like him. I like his voice. I don't own any of his records. Uh, but, I, well, actually, that's not true. He did something with Rudimental that I, I enjoyed. Uh, so I have that album or that single. 
Uh, so he has come out as non-binary, which means he's a they, them, and I'm not going to go into how I feel about all of that because my feelings on that are irrelevant. But I will say only a man would think that he knows how a woman could feel. <laughs> that's, I'm just, that's all I'm going to say about it. Only a man would think that he knows how a woman would feel uh, or identify as part woman. I'm part woman. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> not the part that bleeds or has babies or gets told what to do with their bodies. Not that part. Oh, I see. Uh, so you just you, you think that wearing frilly clothes makes you... Anyway, so I'm not going to get into that debate. Unless there's a mouse in your pocket calling someone they is a little bit odd for me because there's one person. But the word they has meant more than one person. Or I mean has meant one person in the past. We, we can change words to mean new things. That's not the point. The point is he has a new video out in which... Well, I think he looks kind of disgusting. And I, you, there, I've said it. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not supposed to because when I say disgusting, I just mean, why would you wear that? It's like it's not attractive to me, to me. OK, not attractive to me. Sam Smith has gained weight. He's heavier, uh, bigger, than, even bigger than me. He's bigger than me. Uh, probably 200 plus pounds. I don't know his height, so maybe he's not, but he looks like he is. And in one of these scenes, he's wearing a corset that doesn't cover his, his breast, his man boobs, uh, and he's got pasties, two pasties on his uh, nipples uh, in this corset, this pearl corset with a pearl-studded jockstrap, basically. And then I guess fishnet stockings and a pearl headdress. And I guess he thinks that's attractive to somebody, and maybe it is. Uh, to me, it looked utterly ridiculous. And when I say that, it's like there are people that thought that Boy George looked ridiculous or David Bowie looked ridiculous or Grace Jones looked ridiculous or Liberace looked ridiculous. There are people that think that and they were wrong. You know, they didn't, they, they didn't look ridiculous. They were just being themselves. And I guess Sam Smith is too. But it's the whole, you know, corset, flabby, you know, man boobs, jockstrap thing. But I'm like, why? And then parts of the video where it literally looks like people are urinating on him and that he's reveling in that. It's very Babylon. It's very 19 roaring 20s. I mean, it's nothing new, certainly. Debauchery is not new. Uh, and men dressing in women's clothes is not new. Nothing in the video is new. It's just kind of icky. And... As a gay person, I'm not supposed to say that because I'm supposed to let him be him, let his freak flag fly. And even he says, you ain't seen nothing yet and too much is never enough and good for him. But the fact is, sometimes too much is too much. And I don't think being out and proud, whether you're a they, them or whatever, means you have to blow all the walls off decorum. God knows in my lifetime, I've never met a line I didn't cross. Okay, so that's, that's fine. Cross your lines. But, you know, Grace Jones did it and was glamorous. Marlena Dietrich did it and was incredible in her pantsuits and her hats and, you know, just defying gender norms. Boy George defies gender norms to these day and was always incredibly fashionable and ahead of his time. We have so many people, you know, David Bowie whether he was the outrageous Ziggy Stardust or just being David Bowie, 
The man, you know, was a chameleon and was incredible. Madonna, I could go on and on about artists that just push the boundaries or blow the boundaries or set new boundaries, whatever. And, and when they did it, people called them disgusting, but they weren't disgusting. And they were provocative, not because someone was, you know, possibly urinating on them, but because they, it was what they were doing was organic to them and it wasn't shock for shock's sake. And so to all of you influencers and gay queens out there who think that all this garish makeup, these drag queens who look nothing like women anymore, most drag queens nowadays don't look a thing like women. And there's this whole war on drag and, I, you know, that's ridiculous. And now they're trying to pass or ordinances uh, to make it so drag performers have to be registered as, you know, adult entertainers. It's, that's also stupid and homophobic and ridiculous. But I remember when you went to a drag show and you saw them do people like Dolly Parton, Barbara Streisand, Celine Dion. Maybe there were some that were just pretty and did the little numbers and things, dance numbers, but they at least danced. They, did, they weren't Cirque du Soleil gymnasts that came out and, and did snail tracks all over the floor and, you know, twerked their way to fame. They impersonated women. They were female impersonators, drag queens. Nowadays, they're not female impersonators. What, imp what female are they impersonating? I, I can't think of one woman that looks like even one of the winners of Drag Race, except for Chad Michaels, and he's a star. And that's what I mean. Sam Smith ain't new. None of these influencers that are out there doing all this, what they think is being themselves and letting this flag fly or whatever, ain't none of that new. And sometimes it is too much. Take it from someone who's been too much many times. Sometimes you can be too much, and not in a good way. There's nothing attractive to most people about Sam Smith in half of his video. And no offense to Sam. There's just, you know, there's a, there's a guy that's overweight in a corset with pasties and a jock strap. You know, it's, that's not innovative. There's several outfits in there that he looks fabulous in. He borrows a coat from Diana Ross for the opening and a helicopter because she did that at the Super Bowl. Came in, came in and left in a helicopter with a giant coat. You know, so again, that's not really new. But, it, you know, and good for him and good for him for being himself. And I would never want him to not. I'm just saying that in entertainment, which is what he is, he's in the entertainment business. You know, all that video is going to do to people in the South or people in other parts of the world, they're going to look at it and think that's exact, that we're all freaks. I'll just say it. They're, they're going to look at the Sam Smith video and go, see, they're all freaks, all these they, them, this, that. Look at them wanting to be peed on. And, you know. and while you can say there's nothing wrong with people that have fetishes and all that, yeah, but some things are actually meant to be behind closed doors. And even I have known that in my line pushing and line crossing. There are some things that truly are better behind closed doors. Now, I've been as open about anything about sex or whatever. I'm just saying there's a lot that I haven't told you. Because there's truly things that belong behind closed doors. This notion that every kind of sexual proclivity that you, I'm sorry, proclivity that you have should be able to be talked about to the world. I, you, where did that come from? You're like, well, why shouldn't it be? Well, because like I said, there are some things that, you know, are better left behind closed doors. Men in the corsets. I'm fine with men in pearl corsets. I'm fine with them. Really? So long as they don't have like men. It's like 
I wouldn't want to see Madonna in the outfit that he was wearing. All right, we'll do the fake meet when we come back. Uh, I, I got to get you know I got to get to that topic, so we will get to that topic, uh, the failure of fake meat and everything I learned from my dog having a dental uh, exam, because uh, I learned a lot uh, about myself and and dog dental. So we'll talk about that as well. Uh, so don't go anywhere except to follow me on social media or become one of my subscribers on the platform called Patreon. Yes. Find me. It's all really Carell. Really K-A-R-E-L. Find me. <laughs> I thought of a funny comic. Uh, someone with a stalker. And they turn around and it's like, why are you following me? And it's like, well, you said to. What? Right here. It says, follow me on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Make your device a whole lot smarter. Get the Corel Cast app free at the app store of your choice now. Uncensored, unfiltered, unhinged. It's the Corel Cast. Fake meat is a fraud. It's on the decline. It never was going to happen. And they're laying people off. They are laying people off. 20% of uh, the staff today, I think it was Impossible Foods or Beyond Foods in the Bay Area, laying 20% off. Uh, so they're right. They are, you know, they are laying people off. Uh, and everybody is, by the way. Uh, and they're not selling. And so everyone's, everyone says, see, veganism sucks, and this is proven. No. First of all, who is their market? Who, who is the market for fake meat? You're all saying vegans. No, we're not. We're not their market because it's junk food. And we know if you're a vegan, you know that it's junk food. You're like, it's ultra processed. It's made in a lab. It tastes great. Oh, my God, it tastes good. Beyond meat, impossible meat, it tastes delicious, which is why we know it's not good for us. It's filled with fat. They fill it with coconut oil. So it has, you know, it's better than a beef burger for a lot of reasons, but it's not a health food. So Beyond Meat, the meat substitute, is better than regular meat because of the environment. In this article I referenced earlier in the show that about how we're, the green economy is actually uh, going to kill us even more. Uh, it's the same thing because it doesn't address diet. Okay, so fake meat addresses diet. It does not need all the resources that regular meat needs so it is better for us but vegans hey we don't want to eat meat i don't i have no desire to, i don't miss meat the notion that vegans are just running around missing meat and dairy is a misconception not only do we not miss it but we find the what we call the real stuff or what you call the real stuff repulsive when I cook Ember's chicken, I just find it sickening. I really do. I, sometimes I gag. When I, when I cook her beef or her venison, I sometimes gag at the smell. It's disgusting. It's rotting dead animal. So we vegans aren't just sitting around looking for a meat substitute. We don't really need them. It's nice that there are more now. And some are being made out of fine things like Saitan and the people at Field Roast are doing great work. But... The Beyond and Impossible, they wanted to mimic regular meat. Well, vegans don't miss that. So we're not their market or not their primary market. Yes, we might incorporate some of it into our diet. I'm doing the Hungry Root thing for a month, and then I'm going to report it to you. And I told them, stop sending me all this Beyond stuff. Vegans are not their market. Their market was people that want to start trying to get away or get off of meat. So A, they didn't really market to their market appropriately. And B, they're too expensive. $7 or $8 for two Beyond Hamburgers, that's $3.50 or $4 a burger. That's too much. It needed to be half the price of regular meat. 
And I would have told them, if you can't introduce this stuff and introduce it at half the price of regular beef, half the price of regular chicken, if it's going to cost as much or more, they're not going to buy it. Because you're only going to get these fat, lard-ass animal eaters to give it up if, A, it's cheaper, and B, tastes good. Well, it does taste good. It does taste like meat. It tastes good. But when I say good, I mean if you're a meat eater. If you like the taste of chicken, if you like the consistency of beef, these products are that. They, they're great for that. But they're not a health food. And they don't know who their market is, and that's why they're failing. Because if their market is carnivores, they're not marketing it to them properly or cheaply enough. And that's why they're failing. Marketing it to vegans, we don't really want it. Market it to the people that need it. The people that want to eat meat, but that need to eat less of it. And then make it affordable. They didn't do the latter. That's why they're failing. All right. Uh, so I had something to say about that. What else do I say? Oh, what I learned from Ember. So Ember is at home resting right now. She had three teeth extracted yesterday and a dental cleaning. And beforehand, I had let the internet terrorize me by everybody you know has someone that their dog has died under a dental. So, of course, I was just convinced. I mean, and my medical anxiety got so out of control that literally that morning I was like expecting to not see her again. I was already envisioning my life without her and everything. I mean, that's where my brain went. It was horrible. It was terrible. And I started to ask myself, why is this medical anxiety, you know, why is it focusing and growing so much right now? Not just about Ember, but about me. What is going on? Because it, it's, it, you know, yes, medical anxiety is terrible, but what is going on? And so while Ember was having her dental, uh, I examined my life thoroughly. And I realized that I have been very discouraged in my life of late. Um, I'm not happy living in Las Vegas, and I'll just say that. I'm not unhappy. See, I'm not unhappy here. So I don't want to confuse my saying I'm not happy by, by you thinking I'm unhappy. I'm not unhappy. I have a great home, a great life. I love my dog. I love the people at the park. I love the people in my world, my infrastructure and all of that. I love all that. But I'm not flourishing here. There aren't gay people at the park. I don't live in a neighborhood where I see other gay people. There aren't gay centers. And I only see Steve once a week on weekends. So I, I need more of a social life. And for that, I, it's, Vegas is not that. So I will have to move. I don't know when or how, but that it's going to have to happen. But before that, what do I do to get my life in order? Well, I realize the news is making me feel defeated a lot. You know, Omar thrown off this panel and blah, 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 blah. blah. We're not going to pay attention to the global climate change stuff. And, the, you know, the climate is getting worse and there's no water in the West. And, you know, a, a mass shooting every other day. And, you know, idiots running things and schools in decline and everything, every institution in decline and everything costing more money. You know, life. So given that, I realized that I have sort of let my life go, my life as Carell, the producer of content and, and articles and everything, uh, and, and more and more have retreated away from it all. The, the you know entertainment industry is a bad place to be there's no money in it right now streamers are eating each other up and now showtime just got absorbed into the paramount brand and what this means is less and less people making decisions less and less creativity more and more shows but 
less and less chance or opportunity. Some of the business that I'm in, there's less and less opportunity in it. More and more competition from things like TikTok and from 12-year-olds. So because of all of this overwhelming stuff, I realized that I've sort of let it stagnate me and make me afraid to live. COVID for three years, afraid to go out and get sick. And when Ember was away for the day and this house was so horrifyingly empty, I realized the house is a metaphor for my life without Ember. Without Ember in my life, my world would be remarkably empty. My days, the structure would go to hell because I structure them around her breakfast, her walk, you know, all of the stuff that she needs, her evening walk. I realized without her in my life, I don't have much of one. Now, a dog or a pet should be a lot to you, but they shouldn't be everything. No one thing should. So I need to work on that. And we're going to right here on the show. I am Crail. You be who you want to be. Frog doesn't hurt you, buddy. We'll be back on Friday tomorrow. Hey, it's Corel. Ember and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing, and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash reallycorel. That's youtube.com forward slash reallycorel for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons of Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. That's patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. My website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, reallycorel. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free CorelCast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free CorelCast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.